Hello. You've got your, got your papers all done? I have two pieces of paper here today. <laughs> I have two pieces as well. Well, now we've each written a script for today's show. We <laughs> have no if, idea how they go together. Let's so, see if uh, it matches up. All right. Mine starts with... Monday, <laughs> April... No, what? Uh, mine starts with me being at Sports Authority yesterday. Okay, what did you do there? I, went, I bought a pump. A pump? A pump. A pump for my bike. You have a bike? Well, Catherine and I kind of share a bike. Really? So when you ride it, you're riding a girl's bike. Exactly. I'm riding a lavender huffy bike. <laughs> Does it have a basket? This It has two baskets in the back. Does it really? Yeah. Does it uh, have ribbons in the spokes? I wish. Yeah. I don't think you put the ribbons in the spokes. I think you put them on the handlebars. Well, you can put all kinds of things in the spokes. It seems a little dangerous to me. I feel like I used to put baseball cards. Well, you in put the, baseball cards or, to or make playing that. cards, right? The... But I don't think ribbons. I think ribbons is dangerous. Why? Because they could get tangled up. But no, you don't tie it to the spoke and let it dangle out. I'm saying you weave it through the spokes so oh. that it just sort of makes like a, you know, like a, a hubcap effect. <laughs> not a hubcap, of course. It's not the effect of a of a ribbony, satiny, purpley <laughs> hubcap. Anyway, I was in Sports Authority. Yes, and I was in line. And you know how when you're in line, the cashier is normally Are you in line or online. It depends on what state you're in. Oh. I think in New York, you're. I don't know. Is it is New York? No, that's go- one of those wordy things. That's in line or online. People argue. I say XOP. Where are you? I say in line. Anyway, so you know the cashiers usually say when there's a line, they say, can the next guest please step forward? Can the next guest please step forward? That kind of thing. They call you guests? At Sports Authority, yeah. Really? But anyway, my point is, at this Sports Authority, I guess they had been trained to say following guest. Following following guest, please step forward. But then they they took out the last part of that, and they all just kept saying, following guest, following guest. What does that mean? I don't know. It isn't. I mean, I when I when you're next, you're not following anybody. You're next. You're next. Yeah. And then it it was one of those things. You're that, having like a week of issues with with how to how to rate or rank the 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 oh right the yeah. subsequent uh, the subsequencies right of the, the whole world. the whole <laughs> the whole double deck thing. Yeah, because you're on deck, you're up deck, you're uh, double deck. Ah, uh, it's just very very frustrating. But the following guest thing, it just seemed to devolve from something that actually meant something, even though it was incorrect at some point. To now, it's just sound coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Ugh. very frustrating. I, but, I agree. But I, it is very frustrating. But I did buy a pump. That's good. You know, I had uh, Reebok pump shoes. So, oh, years with, ago, yeah, you where pump you pump on the tongue. Where you, yeah, you do that. That's yeah, I, I had Reebok pumps. But you were on the basketball team. I didn't wear them for basketball. I wore them for regular <laughs> everyday wear. I got them in college. I had stopped playing basketball by that point. They were pretty cool. You, I had a because the the little thing was the shape of a basketball. Yeah, it was a little. And little you basketball you would pump thing. it, and then it would. It would, it would like fill up your your foot with air. <laughs> Brilliant! You could jump higher and oh, totally run I, faster. Oh, I could do all of those things. <laughs> it imbued me with superhuman strength. Did it? Did it imbue you with? No, just imbue. Didn't imbue you? No, it didn't. That's too bad. And then later, it undid me entirely. <laughs> all right. So today's show, which this is, is episode ninety-eight. Oh, that's right. We're, we're that's right. We're celebrating Mark McGuire and uh, Sammy Sosa. Yes, this is this is the episode that we did steroids before we started today's show, exactly. so that we have superhuman strength. So right. It so wasn't the Reebok. Pump. No, no, it's, it was all steroids. Yeah, it's the cream and the clear. The cream that's, and the clear. The clean and is. the jerk. Yep. Wait a minute. That's a different show. <laughs> that is. 
Uh, we have today. We're going to talk about the Boston Crossword Tournament. Yes, which is imminent. Yes, it is. It's on its way. It's like five days from it now. It is approximately five. Uh, we got the Oracle. We got and all of your other things that I'm not supposed to detail. Uh, before you are unleashed, say no, whatever I'm, you like. I'm, I am leashing myself. This is your show. I'm leashing myself. I am merely a guest on your show. <laughs> uh, but why don't we start off with the music? Let's start what, off with okay. a, a rousing rendition of Jag and the Hank. Okay, on why, a did, Hank. why don't you sing it this time instead? We won't play it. We'll just you sing it for us, would you? Jag and a Hank. Jag on a Hank, Jag on a Hank, Jag on a Hank, yeah, yeah, Jag on a Hank, Jag on <laughs> Well, that went well. Why don't we start? I am totally confused. I was about to start snapping. I was going to open the viewer mailbag. <laughs> I'm just so backwards today. All right, uh, I'm going to snap. Viewer mail, opening it up. Maybe I should sing the whole song, the whole show. Okay, why Maybe don't you do that? Maybe it should be a, a, a sung-through podcast. Great, why don't you sing the... Uh... I don't think I'm going to sing. Go ahead. No, I don't oh, think I'm Start off with the viewer mail. I just did. No, go ahead and read the first one. John Delphin... There you go. That's it? You're just going to sing the author's name? I'll just I'll, sing... I'll read the mail. You sing the author's All name. All right. Sounds All right. good. What's John it? Delphin, Class of Vassar, 1976. Uh, John has sent us a cryptic clue. The cryptic clue is, at first, Eliza didn't like bootleg version. What is he talking about? He is talking about the imaginary uh, contest answer that Karen from the Cape sent us. Oh, pirate. Well, aspirate. we liked pirate and we liked aspirate, but, but spirate wasn't a word. But is it, now is it a word? Did we find out that it was a word? I think spirate. I feel like somebody emailed us and said spirate is a word. Somebody emailed us and said we didn't mention irate right. on our list of words that were hidden within aspirate. Right. Did somebody tell us that spirate is a word? Is spirate a word? It sounds like a word. It sounds All right. like something botanical. Mike Nothnagel is spirate a word? Yes. S p i r a t e. Anyway, John's clue uh, sets up aspirate. Now I don't know if this was his contest entry. Or if he was just commenting on it. But it's not this week's contest, so we can't really accept it. As an, That contest is over. That, it is. That, that, that one is done. It was, it's the contest of, of then-then. Yeah, it was two then. So, But the way it works, it's weird. This one's a tricky cryptic clue. Thank you, John Delphin, for this. Because it starts at first, which makes you think, oh, it's going to be the first letter of the next word, right? At first. Right. Usually suggests, like, at first, Eliza didn't like bootleg version. Oh, it starts with an E. Uh-huh. Because the first letter of Eliza. Uh -huh. But that's not what's happening. Uh -huh. In fact, at first Eliza didn't is the definition. Eliza, a character from uh, George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion, also from Lerner and Lowe's My Fair Lady, the musical adaptation of the same. <laughs> Wasn't it by George Bernard Shaw, Pygmalion? Yeah, George Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> Georg <laughs> Bernardo Shavisky. <laughs> Varshevsky. Varshevsky. Uh, no, so Eliza is, of course, the, the, the ruffian who Henry Higgins takes in. And, Henry! Uh, yes, exactly. Henry! Exactly, exactly. Uh, this is a lesson <laughs> to you, Eric Peterson, who says he doesn't know about crosswordies like Henry. Henry! Uh, thank you very much. So uh, at first what Eliza didn't do was aspirate, because she dropped the H's at the beginnings of her words. So Henry became Henry, and that is aspirate. 
because like is as, bootleg version is pirate, so aspirate. At first, Eliza didn't. That is very aspirate, clever aspirate. and very confusing. Yeah, I'm but it still... makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Thank you. John Delphin, this is an awesome cryptic clue. I will put it in our... our put it in our file of awesome cryptic clues. <laughs> All right, give us a new song. Karen from the Cape Ape! Ape, 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 ape. Karen writes to us, things to know about me. Why did we want to know things about Karen? Because she seems like a lovely human being. She does. You know, she's written to us a lot. She writes, she leaves a lot of comments on the uh, on the blog. Yes. And uh, and so we uh, want to know more about her because we don't know her. We don't know Karen. We don't know. Everybody should write in. We should create our own census. Right. We should, we should have a census That's, project. Let's just alienate everybody. <laughs> no, I want people to write in and and tell us facts about yourself. All right, go ahead and tell us anything you want about yourself. Yes, and then we'll read them on the show. Yes, and that will certainly censor your census, <laughs> won't it? So Karen from the Cape says, uh, I'm a back-of-the-pack B-division solver. My closest brush with crossword fame so far is that my mother is the current champion of the 70s division. How about that? That's the 70s cool. division. Puzzle Girl has nicknamed me Karen from the Cod. Okay. Okay. I think that's because she's from Cape Cod. Probably. That's uh, that's my theory. <laughs> that's a good theory. If anybody would like to uh, discuss this theory with me, uh, write to me and tell me <laughs> what you think. Um, anyhow, uh, she. oh, I will also be at the Boston Crossword Tournament Wonderful. this year. I will try to wear my baseball hat with the logo of Pirate Curling, since you like the pirate part so much. Now, what does that mean? Pirate curl is that like the sport curling as performed by pirates? That's what I assumed. But or I is it like taking actual pirates and like rolling them up, <laughs> like a fruit roll up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know which one it is. I don't either. I guess we'll find out. We'll have to find out. We'll have to examine her hat carefully. We will. Yeah. All right. So, Karen. Uh, look Karen, for- we're going to be looking for your hat. Yeah, look for the, look forward to that. And also, uh, Karen, we will also be at the. Can I say that that we'll be at the Boston Crossword? Yeah, well, that's that's in our next segment. So I shouldn't give it away yet. No, 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 no. Don't give okay. it away yet. All right. All right then. If we decide to go to the tournament, <laughs> a decision we'll be making at some point. Uh, we'll look for you. Yes. And if not, forget it. <laughs> Boom. There it is. All right. Our next viewer mail is from Jennifer Tony. Jennifer Tony. Jennifer Tony. Do you like that? Okay. No good? Eh. Hi, guys, Jennifer says. It sounded a lot like the Karen from the Cape song. I was trying to do it more like the Mission Impossible song. It wasn't, though. How does Mission Impossible go? That wasn't what I just did? Not so much. But here, I'll, I'll give you some accompaniment. You can sing about Jennifer Turney. All right. Jennifer Turney! I'm good. That's the end of the song. There's no more words. <laughs> Ryan has been conducting throughout this episode so far. He has a broken baton. I don't know if you all know this, but he has a broken conductor's baton that he uh, he leaves it in its plastic case <laughs> and then waves it around like a lunatic, and he thinks <laughs> that is conducting. So Jennifer says, hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, Jennifer. Uh, I haven't written before, mostly because I'm usually at least a week behind with the puzzles and figure that I've thereby missed my opportunity to comment on blog entries or podcasts. You have never missed your opportunity, No, 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 no. The opportunity is still... Always jump in. People go back and look at old posts all the time. Yes. Like a few other people, it seems, I'm striving for the pantheon of completists. Very nice. And I've gone back to the beginning of the podcasts. I think I started regularly listening around episode 39 with the Matt Jones interview. 
Anyway, I just finished episode number 11. I don't remember what was in 11. And wanted to reassure Brian that there was at least one person out there who noticed the 7-8 sunrise sunset rendition. I laughed out loud when you then commented to that effect. Anyway, keep up the good work. Jennifer Turney. What what is she talking about? Uh, I don't remember the context at all, but I did play Sunrise Sunset, the song from Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Uh, during an episode, and I played it wrong. I played it in 7-8, and the song is actually in 6-8. <laughs> now, as an homage to that, uh, Jennifer, if you're listening to this episode, you may notice that my accompaniment for Ryan, as he tried to sing your name, was also in 7-8. What, what was my singing in? Yeah, that's sort of, I was going to say atonal, but it was just pretty much a music. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Yeah, okay then. All right. Viewer mail, closing it up. You know, I listened to an old episode recently, uh, I think it was episode 80, and I think in it, I may have heard confirmation that Matt Matera, Esquire, is the one who named it the Pantheon of Computers. Oh, yes, you, you talked about, you emailed me about that. Yeah. It's possible. It, I think that that may be so. Matt, I, uh, did you come up with that? Is that you? I don't believe we've named anything. I, I didn't name you. You didn't name me. Uh, we didn't name this show. Or the tournament or no. anything. We named it Viewer Mail. We did name it Viewer Mail. Yeah, you named did. it that. I think I did name yes. it Viewer Mail. So our next segment is the Boston Crossword Tournament, which is Sunday, April 11th, which is is five days. Sunday in April. It is a Sunday in April. And are you going? You know what? I'm going to go. Really? Are are you going? Well, I kind of have to since I'm your chauffeur to get there. (laughs) So I guess I'm going too. We're both going. Fantastic. Our next segment is... (laughs) We will will post a link on the blog. I think it's... It's at Harvard. It's it's at Harvard. It's at Harvard. In Cambridge. Yeah. And... uh, Go. I, you should go. We went to it last year. It was great. We did, uh, what did we do, three or four puzzles? I think that, it was four puzzles. Four puzzles. Uh, and they, they come from the next week of New York Times puzzles. Or the next couple of weeks. Because I think there that's were two right, Tuesdays. That's right. So which I couldn't, I couldn't get one of the Tuesdays. So they'll be from like the second half of April. Right. And uh, Will Shorts is going to be there. Will Shorts will be there. I think it's run by June Pock and the Boston Cruciverbalist Society of America. Right. I think so. Uh they, I think they've been around since revolutionary times. I believe so. Yes. I think there are some photographs of them all in their uh, outfits of the era. As <laughs> Minutemen. That's what they were. They were Minutemen, and then they devolved from Minutemen into crossword puzzle solvers. That, that is devolved. They, they de-evolute. They, they de-evolute. <laughs> they de What is the matter with me? Oy. Uh, so I, I don't know how much it is, and I don't know exactly when it starts. But I think the tournament is like from one to four, something like thereabouts. And uh, yeah, I don't know how much it costs though. We're gonna link to it, and then you're gonna go check out the link and decide to go. Uh, right. You know who? You know who really should decide to go? Joshua Corey Yesnowitz, younger brother Does of he... Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel first engineer, shining light to us all. Does he live in that area? He lives in Boston. Well, then there you go. I think he lives in Boston. I think uh, Kelly is gonna be there. Kelly. She was the one who who was Kelly, in, who was in fifth place for a right. while and didn't belong there. Right. Yeah. She will be there. Joshua Yestowitz, do you live in Boston? Why do I think you live in D.C.? Now I'm confused. I saw Amanda the other day, and I thought she said something to me about trying to convince Joshua to go to the Boston tournament. Is Amanda going? Uh, no, Amanda's not going. I see. All right. So uh, I'm glad we were able to enlighten. Wow. You with all this information, I thought the news was just that we were going. I didn't know we had to know other things. 
well, the news was we were going. Well, that's all I prepared for, was the, the news that we were the going. The sub-news was the details. I don't do sub-news. Well, clearly. Okay. All right. Uh, our next uh, segment is The Oracle with Mike Nothnagel. Yeah. Pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday puzzle. And The Oracle. And the Oracle. Yeah. I was going to interrupt you again. But oh, then... I... I'm sorry. I didn't... <laughs> the Oracle. Okay. Uh, we asked Mike a bunch of questions about the foreign division last week, and he has told us a whole lot. Fraser Simpson has won the foreign division nine times. Three of those times, 1996, 97, and 98, he was the only competitor in that division. Okay. I want to be in a division where I'm the only competitor. Okay. All right. How does that... How, well, next year you will be in the category of current reigning E-division champions. <laughs> I won that division this year, so you could win it next year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, Crosscan has won the foreign division only once, which was 2010, so he has to win eight more times to catch up to Fraser. Point three, Fraser Simpson hasn't competed since 2007. Whether this means he's stopped competing is anyone's guess. It is not anyone's guess. It is your information to dispense accordingly, Mr. Noth Nagel. Uh, Mike, is Fraser Simpson ever going to compete again? Yes. Come on. Tell us. This, I mean... Uh, There's no guessing. No, no. You're the Oracle. You are the Oracle. You tell us as it is. Exactly. Exactly as it is. That is the way it is. Also, he says, neither Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Oh, my God. Neither Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. <laughs> Go ahead. Nor I have been on Let's Make a Deal. And I'm still waiting for Nicole's visit. <laughs> yes, Nicole Hirsch. Nicole Hirsch, you Wife need of to... Jared Hirsch. Yeah. Doppel completist and. Doppel do- completist? <laughs> is a doppel completist? Is that like. Is that listening to them twice? So oh, would Sammy the Sammy dentist be a, a tropical completist? <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's a tropical completist. Nicole Hirsch, wife of Jared Hirsch, yeah. completist and Brian Heck doppelganger. Has Jared Hirsch ever commented on our blog? I don't know. He's written us emails. This much I know. He's written us emails and so has his wife. And I think Nicole has commented on the blog. I don't think Jared's ever commented on the You know what I think? Blog. I think Jared was really into the blog and the podcast and I think Nicole has now surpassed his interest. I in think it. she's stolen his thunder. I think. I, I think maybe. I think so. Here's why I ask whether Jared has ever commented on our blog. Go ahead. Because I saw a comment from Jared Hirsch on someone else's blog. Really? Today. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared, what's up? Yeah. Jared, comment on our blog. Come on. Our next Very segment: cryptic clue of the quarter month with your friend Fraser Simpson. Eight, nine-time, nine-time foreign division champion. Only six of those times did you have any competition. <laughs> I like how the nickname became directed at the person. <laughs> All right. Second person. This uh, yes. is the cryptic crossword number one from March 2010, Games Magazine by yes. Fraser Simpson. Did you know the cover of that magazine says, Oh, Canada? No. I haven't really looked at anything but the date. <laughs> the cover of the magazine says, Oh, Canada. Is it a picture of Canada? What is it a picture of? It's a of? picture of people who are Canadian. and how. Do you think that's why Fraser Simpson is featured in this magazine? Do you maybe. think that every constructor in this magazine is Canadian? I don't think Mike Selinker is Canadian. You don't know that. I, I saying I don't think. I didn't Mike Selinker, are you Canadian? Mike Nothnagel, is Mike Selinker Canadian? What about uh, Wayne Schmidtberger? I have reason to believe that some of the people in this magazine and in all games magazines are made up. Are nom de magazine. <laughs> I think they are. You like Wayne Schmidtberger? Well, I don't know about that one, but I think that there are some nom de magazines in there. I bet there are. Yeah. Maybe it's part of a puzzle. Maybe. Could be. So we're going to do two clues 
from today's crossword cryptic puzzle. <laughs> what? I, I lost my place in my brain. Okay. Uh, two down. Uh, enumeration nine. Yes. Did uh, you just give that a liquid you? I did. Ugh. Uh, we have uh, a moon location occupied by a Swiss hero. Moon location occupied by a Swiss hero. Numeration nine. It starts with an S. Uh, the second letter, third letter is a T. Then there's an L, and there's another T. Okay. Throw it in there in the mix. Well, knowing all of that, it's uh, I've been working on uh, Frank Longo's uh, vowelless crosswords uh-huh. lately, and so hearing you say S T L T just makes me think the word has to be satellite. It is indeed satellite. Now, I can sort of break this up a little bit. Moon is a satellite. That's the definition. Uh, and so location occupied by Swiss here, well, location maybe is site, S-I-T-E. So is Atel a Swiss hero? I think, at, and so Atel is is inside site, so it's yeah. occupying site. Yeah, I and don't I, know who Atel is, though. Maybe it's A-Tel, like William Tell, was he Swiss? Yeah, Anthony William Tell, I think the A. <laughs> no, yeah. I meant A like as, as in, oh, here's, just, here's is A-Tel, oh, yeah. here's a Smith, here's a Franklin. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe. Is, is William Tell a Swiss hero? I don't know. Was he Swiss? I don't know. But I, I'm getting hungry now because I'm thinking hero and Swiss cheese. And, oh, and yeah. apples. And apples. Why apples? Because didn't William Tell shoot the arrow off the man's head? Oh, I, it's his son's head. Was it his son? Somebody's son. I thought it was his son's head. Doesn't William Tell shoot the apple off his son's head? Uh, I don't know. Mike Nothnagel, <laughs> tell us the story of William Tell. Isn't isn't it? That's the music to the William Tell overture. Give it to me. Right? I came up with a with an appropriate piece of music. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I've been conducted, yes. All right, so uh, <clears throat> we also have 22 across. 22 yeah. across, uh, enumeration 5, it starts with an A. Okay. Bail out with one excuse. Bail okay. out with one excuse. Okay. I know what this is. I think that it is alibi. It is alibi. Because bail can be re-scrambled. To... Didn't we do this one on the show? No, we talked about it. Oh, and we didn't do this on the show? No. Okay. So bail, bail is an anagram. Uh, does, now, does out define, make it an anagram? I guess, like out of order, perhaps. I don't know. But with one, this we did this on the show. I really we, don't we think we did. We talked about this, yeah. Because then you talked about the Roman numeral I. This is an old clue. It is? Yeah, we did this one last week. All right. Bail re-scrambled to A-L-I-B with one I alibi excuse. I, I Maybe we cut it out of the episode and uh, it, it, it didn't make it into the show, the final show, but I really think that this was in episode 97. Was it? I think it was. All right. Well, this is a little, <laughs> this is a doppelclue for you. <laughs> All right. So we are almost yeah, Anybody who got alibi wrong last week after we explained it, now maybe you could fix your mistake. I would say we have... 70% done. Yeah? Wouldn't you say? Sure. Okay. So, now we have the contest event. Oh, see, leave it to me in a stupid contest that has multiple answers. What was your contest? My contest was that I thought of a pair of seven-letter words in which uh, one of them was made up only from letters of the first half of the alphabet and one was made up only letters from the second half of the alphabet and the words could be used as opposites of each other. And what were the words you came Well, the words with? I was thinking of were declaim and support. Okay. Declaim is to cry out against something. Support is, of course, to voice your opinion in favor of something. 
<clears throat> so those were the two words I was thinking of. Now, yes. we got uh, Eric Peterson did email us with that answer, but he's the only one who came up with that answer. We got two other answers uh, that were different, a different pair of words that still satisfied the contest uh-huh. and are acceptable answers. Alex Boisvert and Peter Gordon both came up with glacial and nonstop. Those are very good. Those are excellent words. And we words. got some that were sort of stretching the definition of opposites. Yeah, well, Jeremy, uh, two-time, three-time, waltz-time Horowitz, uh, member of the Jets, he says baggage and support. And I'm not sure what he means here. Does he mean, like, like baggage, like your your emotional baggage in emotional a relationship versus, versus support, like not having issues? Yeah, I think that's what he means. <clears throat> that's what I thought he meant. Uh, Joanne Sullivan came up with checked and nonstop. I yep. think that's... Not bad. No, I think that one's fine. Um, I like glacial just better as a word, I think, than checked. Sure. But yes, I think that checked is also a legitimate entry. Karen from the Cape came up with porous and filled. Yeah, those are six-letter words, not seven-letter words. (laughs) (laughs) And I do believe that when Karen from the Cape emailed us with that answer, she said, here is my incorrect answer of this week. Uh, But they are excellent words, and other than their enumeration, they satisfy the contents. Well, you could pluralize them. Really? Choruses and fields. Right, because if you pluralize filled into the non-word fields, you add a letter from the wrong half of the alphabet. Oh. And choruses, I would have to imagine you add an ES to the end of, maybe, which adds a letter from the first half of the alphabet and makes it eight letters. Well, maybe filled is pluralized with an I, like radii. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, maybe it is. <laughs> filled I. Filled I. Uh-huh. And, and our last answer that we don't understand at all is uh, Andrew Feist. 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 That was the weakest Andrew Feist nickname we've ever done. <laughs> Andrew Feist. 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 Yeah! <laughs> Who I... says chicken and stroppy. What does stroppy mean? Apparently it's the opposite of chicken. <laughs> does he mean chicken like I'm afraid? No, I think he means like the food. The food chicken? Yeah. What is the opposite of <laughs> the opposite of the food chicken is stroppy? Uh, apparently. Wow. I don't know. Andrew's a very smart guy. I'm going to have to take his word for it. I always take Andrew's word for everything. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the winner is going to be Eric Peterson. Well, we're going to we're going to award the victory to Eric Peterson because he, he was lucky enough to he come up with did come up with the one I happen to be thinking of. Yes. And it's not really fair, and I know that it's not really fair. So uh in order to balance it out, I'm going to uh, plug both Alex and Peter uh, who I think have the other legitimate answers. Uh, Peter is the uh, host and owner of Fireball Crosswords. <laughs> Go to fireballcrosswords.com to get a weekly fantastic puzzle from the editor of what was once the New York Sun and is now the opposite of the New York Sun, <laughs> non-existent. And Alex Boisvert is uh, kaidoku.com. Uh, I don't think it's kaidoku.com. I... Kaidoku.org? I really just think it's alexboisvert.com, and he has a kaidoku blog. AlexBlavea.com. He also uh, created the crossword butler, which I continue to think is amazing. Yeah, the butler is great. Yeah, I use it every day. You buttle? I use it every day. You know what? I am going to uh, make a plea, and I don't know whether this plea will... I'm going to make a two-part plea, because both Alex and the other part of my plea, which is Brendan Emmett Quigley, both listen to this podcast on occasion. Here's my problem. I leave my apartment at about 8.45 in the morning to go to work. Uh-huh. And at 8.45 in the morning, Brendan's daily puzzle, Brendan's Monday, Wednesday, Friday puzzle from his site, is not available. It's uh-huh. not up on his site. And so I run my crossword butler on Wednesday morning, and I can't get Brendan's puzzle because it's not there yet. Well, then I don't run my crossword butler again until Thursday, and by then, 
it's not Wednesday, so I still can't get Brendan's puzzle. Uh-huh. So I wonder how we can solve this. Well, how come you don't run it on Tuesday? Well, I do. I, I, I run it every day. But Brendan's puzzle only comes out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh-huh. So when I run it on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, I don't get a Brendan puzzle. So what I want, what I want to know is, Alex Boisvert, what do you think about adding a feature to the crossword butler that for these non-daily puzzles, like Quigley, like Jonesin, like The Onion... So that subsequent days, days following that puzzle, if you have checked it off as one that you like, I can it will find it from the day before. So like what the onion puzzle comes out once a week on Wednesdays or yes. something, right? Now I've told the butler I like the onion puzzle, but what if I don't run it on Wednesday and mm-hmm. I run it on Thursday, I'd like to still get my onion puzzle. Fair what enough. You, what do you think, Alex Boisvert, about adding that feature to Is the that butler? Maybe a Perl script would I have that? No, I have no idea. Sure. You go ahead and write the Perl script. I'll, I'll Alex, you, script. You, you edit this to Once to I'm do done with, uh, with my thesis. I guess the other part is, Brendan Emmett Quigley, post your puzzles before 8.45 in the morning. Yes. Or don't. And, I mean, and, you do a great service to the puzzling community. Three freebies a week. It's awesome. but And add more music clues. <laughs> Brendan, you do not have enough clues about uh, bands I've never heard of. I'd like to talk briefly about... I'm going off the script here. I'm going to talk briefly about a recent Brendan Emmett Quigley puzzle. Go ahead. Because he does this site, right? And he's got... It's three puzzles a week, and he blogs about his own puzzles and about other things, and it's awesome. And uh, one of his puzzles recently that completely, completely kicked my ass, I was useless on, was called Previously on BEQ.com. Uh-huh. And I printed this one out, and I took it to work, because I printed it I don't know, like the next day, manually. I couldn't use the butler, uh, so I printed it the next day. I took it to work, and I'm working on it, and the clues are like referencing other clues. Like, it'll say, like, 12 across, C, 49 down. And then 49 down will just be, you know, some normal definition for Uh something. And I'm like, what is going on here? And so my grid, I'm filling things in, but it's totally sparse, and I just can't get... And then, then, like, to make matters worse, two down, it says C, two down. So I started thinking, well, what is it? Paradox? Is it circular logic? Is it, I don't know what it is, Mobius strip? Like, uh-huh. I couldn't think of anything that goes there, and I'm completely baffled. You still don't know. And after spending the better part of a day trying to make sense of this puzzle, I finally gave up, and I went and read his website to see what it was that he was doing. Apparently, all right, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you're planning to do this woo, puzzle... Woo, woo. If you're planning to do this puzzle, stop listening to the podcast now and tune in next week. Uh, Spoiler, what he did was previously on BEQ.com meant the previous puzzle. So, like, this was a Wednesday. C2 down didn't mean C this two down. It meant C Monday's two down. Oh. It's confusing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And totally not fair. Totally not fair for people who don't happen to do all of them. Totally not I don't fair. Think Brendan's he doesn't care about the fair. Right. His, that's oh. not his priority. No, I told Brendan the other day that this had happened to me and he laughed. Of course. Yeah, he he, he is devious. He tackled at me. I think he's gonna be at the Boston tournament. Oh, cool. I think I he's think gonna he, be there. He, he, lives, he in lives in Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He so, has the typewriter orchestra. Yeah. Brendan, your puzzles are great, but that one totally kicked my ass. Everybody go to BrendanEmmettQuigley.com and get your three free puzzles a week. Yes. Brilliant stuff. Buttle those until you can't buttle anymore. That's right. The Contest of Now. Contest of Now is by Peter Gordon, uh, Commissioner Peter Gordon. Sextuple threat. Sextuple threat. His contest is, what famous person with a 16-letter name, and that's first name and last name, that adds up to 16 letters, 
consists of just one point Scrabble letters. Can I use a blank? That's not a, that's, no, that's no, no point. Oh, there's no point. Right. No, there's no point. There's no point. Now, does it matter if they're all, if they, can I spell it with actual tiles in a game? Am I going to run out of R's or something? Or does that not apply? It's just sort of imaginary tiles. Like, there's only so many R's in a bag of Scrabble oh, tiles. No, no, like, what can. if there's 11 R's it's, in this name? It, it, I don't have that many R's in my Scrabble you game. You can use however many R's that you need. So I could use all the R's. Yes. Okay. And bonus points, if you spell it out with Scrabble tiles, take a picture and send it to us. That's right, you do. Anybody who does that will automatically qualify for the grand prize. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we playing for? I believe that this week, uh, Ryan, tell them what they're playing for. Uh, this week we're playing for a, a, a book. Okay, very good. From Puzzle Right Press called Nikolai, Filomino, and Sudoku. I think the book is just called Filomino and Sudoku. I think Nikolai is the... Uh, the, the company name that made the puzzles. Have you felt the font of Nikolai? I have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like embossed or something. <laughs> it makes me feel odd. Does it? <laughs> yes. So this is, uh, Nikolai put out a whole series of these puzzle books. This is a whole Nikolai.com. They have all these right. uh, non-language specific puzzles. Most of them are number based. So and, the, uh, the first half is Sudoku. Everybody right. knows how to play Sudoku. Everybody loves it. Yeah, well, Nikolai put out this whole series of books that are half Sudoku and half some other kind, I think, to try to help people get into these other kinds. So the other half is Filomino. Yeah, Filomino grids. They are. It's a, it's a grid uh, varying sizes with numbers in some of the squares. Yes. And the premise of it is that uh, you are to fill the entire playing area with uh, different shapes, different geometric shapes that... Each one is like uh, the number of boxes that has that digit in it. Oh, yes. Right. So if you have, if there's this. a one in the grid, you just draw a box around it and it's one. If there's a two in the grid, you know it's going to be that box and some blank box next to it. And that's the two. And so on and so forth. And I think the bigger the puzzles get, there are boxes of as many as 24, 25, 26 wow. at a time or this something. This looks really difficult. Uh, and it ranges really, from easy to hard. I'm uh, not really good at these kind of spatial relation type things. No? No. Well, you should try them. Maybe get better. You could be more smarter at Nikolai Puzzles. Well, here we are. So so this is what you're winning. And the cover of the book shows a, a cat trying to eat some of a puzzle out of a goldfish bowl. Right. And then in the back... Uh, the the cat, cat is inside the goldfish bowl... And suffocating. And wearing the puzzle as a cloak. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Very, very, odd. very strange cover art. But thank you very much to the fine folks at Puzzle Right Press for providing us with this contest prize. Yes. Look, on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's on a bus on his way to Boston to compete in the Boston Crossword Puzzling Tournament. January. Monday. You're holding your buzzer up triumphantly and you say January. Monday, March 29th by John Dunn. Oh, this had crosshair. Yeah, yeah this very, had very cool. Types of hair or hairstyles. Pompadour. Yep. Cross, I think, beard. Yep, beard. Crosshairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different kinds of hairs crossing. And then the, all the theme entries crossed each other, which is really cool. Right. In the grid. That's, yes. That's clever to do. Tuesday, March 30th by Elizabeth C. Gorski. 5 0. Five ways to say the letter O. Yes. Oh, my darling Clementine. Oh, Susanna. Oh, oh Calcutta. Oh, Dutat. Uh, some other O's. Wednesday, March 31st by Chuck Diodine. Diodine. Chuck Diodine. 
This <laughs> Chuck Diodine. This was oh your password this week is Chuck Diodine. Chuck. Nobody, nobody commented on what was wrong with our password last week. What was wrong with it? Nobody, nobody I didn't get knew. To listen to it. It was a password from like three months ago. Oh. Yeah, I just cut some audio out of a previous show and stuck it in. We forgot to say a password we did, last but this week. week. This week it's Chuck Diodine. Chuck Diodine. Chuck Diodine. Spread the wealth. Yeah. This had this had uh, fifteen letters, two fifteen letters, two fourteen letters. Uh, with with circled letters and why am I explaining? Anything? I don't know. Please, I don't remember this. Anyway, so explain there were, it. There were hidden ways to say money, like lucre. Ah, money. I yes. don't remember the other ones. I think moolah was in there. This one I had think a very dinero was this in had there. Had a very difficult top bread. right. Bread maybe was in there. Bread was in there. I yes, yeah. it had a very difficult top right with yeah. various things we had trouble with. Thursday, April 1st, by Lee Glickstein. This gave me a headache. Oh, Oh my my God. God, This gave me a headache. Every clue in this puzzle was sort of a verbal anagram. The words were in the wrong order. What do you call that when the words were in the wrong order? It's Uh, not an anagram, but it's a a a lexicological anagram. Yes. Uh, And, oh, my God, was this just... It was just a headache. It was a headache. You know, I really liked it, and I thought it was very clever. I thought it was fun, too. And I felt so relieved when I was done with it. People did not like it. I think it was was a very uh, polarizing puzzle. People either loved it or hated it. Yes. I I really liked it. Doug Peterson hated it. Yeah. Doug told us he hated it. Yeah. But uh, H2 is up. Yeah. Friday, April 2nd, by Alan Olschwang. Alan Olschwang. You're doing this with every name. You're just repeating them. <laughs> I've enjoyed them. all the names. Chuck Diodine. Chuck Diodine. Lee Glickstein. Alan Olschwang. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's a great Friday. Uh, the Friday puzzle. I was confused by the by mental telepathy. I don't I don't know what other type type of telepathy there could be. Besides, well, there's, there's physical telepathy. Is there physical <laughs> yeah, there telepathy? Is. Yeah, there's also emotional telepathy. <laughs> uh, there's transpositional telepathy. Oh, transpositional. Of course. Of course. There's of course. nasal telepathy. So, so now I'm no longer confused. Okay, good. Saturday, March, March, Saturday, March 3rd. What have you written here? Saturday, April 3rd. Saturday, April 3rd. This, I want the viewers to know this is not like Ryan shouting out January. It actually says March here on the page. March I'm going to show 3rd. it to you. You can see there on the page that says March. Uh by Rob Reiner's Pilates friend Peter A. Collins and Joe Crozel rhymes with puzzle. One with a long neck and a rounded body. I couldn't get this one. No? Luke. An obese giraffe. <laughs> no? I, I, this was a good a puzzle. Lute. And, a lute. And, and you, most... not, you don't know a lute? A lute? Well, no, I know what a lute is. It's sort of like is. a misshapen guitar. I understand that, but from the clue I couldn't figure it out. Oh, no, I knew that one right off. I, did you really? Yeah. I thought this was 80% of it was easy. I for thought a this among the rest of the 79% I found just fine. And then the bottom the left. The bottom left, I was couldn't very do. Hard. I couldn't do. And I, I put, I put uh, they had the two things, putting to rest and put to rest. Yep. 39A was putting to rest, put to rest was. Yeah, I know. That's where you got stuck. I got both of those. I got. Quieting I put, and I put quash. quitting. Yeah. But I, I did get those, but what I didn't get was where. Uh, 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 like like ham and Edie and idiomin and amet and like unshade all, and then unshade seriously enough with the, this is my plea of the month all right for a while it was aler and nler I'm now moving my platform to this no. stop putting un at the beginning of nouns and pretending that they're verbs stop it unshade is a word though no no it is not a word and neither is unhat. Unhat is not. Unshade is not. How do you unshade something? You unshade it. How? 
Show me. Unshade something here in the studio. Unshade something. This is shaded. Yeah. Now I'm unshading. No, no, you're removing the shade. Well, that's another way to put it. I don't like it. I also don't like deplane. Well, deplane is an actual word. I don't like deplane and detrain. I don't like the, the physical thing. I don't decar. Do I? You could. No, of course you don't decar and you don't debus either. <laughs> Why plane and train? You don't deboat, you don't decar, you don't debus. Yeah, okay, fine. So once you get on the Troit, then to get off it, you have to detroit. <laughs> 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 